You know how to make a clown float? Oh. No, Brian. How? Root beer and two scoops of clown. Welcome, boys and ghouls, to another oh fucking spooky Halloween episode of Halloween is Forever. I'm Brian. Well, I'm Meg. I'm Mr. October. <laughs> well, it's still Meg, mess. We are... <laughs> Literally 20 seconds into this episode, Meg has had 100% enough of my shit already. <laughs> Probably have I rolled at least five times already. It's been a long week, guys. <laughs> well, buck up, slugger. It's Halloween. We're ready to <laughs> fuck. We're going to talk about uh, just a goddamn insane fucking thrill ride of a movie guys bonkers um we are going to talk about the newly released if you haven't seen it already jesus mary joseph go see it terrifier 2 um, which we're referring to as it's the new t2 um i don't sign off on this you're not in it? i'm into it i'm into it i'm on team t2 um yes yeah, so we're gonna talk about terrifier 2 you guys so if you haven't seen it just heads up right now we're gonna spoil the ever-loving shit out of it although I don't know that it is possible to spoil this movie. I mean, you kind of got to fucking see it to believe it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get into more of that. Don't rush me. We got other things to do. We got to cherish every moment of it. Guys, it's Halloween. Um, all right. So uh, before we do that, we got a couple other cool things to do. One of which is we need to announce what our showdown uh, films are going to be for next week. And I'll explain a little bit to you how that goes here in a hot damn second. Um, but you know what? Maybe even before that, let's just get it out of the way. We're off the bat. Has anybody got some some beersies uh, that you want to partake in and discuss amongst friends? I got pumpkins beers. Yeah. For- you got pumpkin beers? I actually have a pumpkin beer too. It's my really? first pumpkin beer. Should I beer crack of my pumpkin month. beer? Yeah. Because I had a different one, but I can crack this one. I Yeah. And like, I don't know if mine um, has pumpkin spice. It's not. It doesn't have pumpkin in it, though. That's all right. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> <laughs> I only, you only care about pumpkin spices. What do you got? Uh, I picked up mostly because of the label. It like really attracted me. It looked look like a Christmas sweater, but for Halloween. It does. It's Aslan's How Now Brown Cow Milk Stout brewed mm. with pumpkin spice. Interesting. Interesting. Speaking of Halloween sweaters, uh, I should have put mine on. Uh, mm. A Halloween sweater with a bunch of damn devil cats on it. Ooh, I just fun. purchased. Sick. Yeah, I bought myself a little Halloween present. Um, anyway, how's that there brown cow situation? It actually is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was like trying to find one that wouldn't be too high in alcohol because I feel like for whatever reason, people just want to do imperial pumpkin beers. I know. That's like there. Like, I feel like there were, there's a resurgence amongst. I was just starting to dig the sessionable pumpkin beers and now everyone's back on yeah. their bullshit. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this one's like 6%. It's really nice. It's so being a milk stout, it's like super creamy, a really nice body to it. The pumpkin is pleasant or like mm. pumpkin spice is pleasant. Mild. Yeah. Like a, I think it's more so because of the base beer that's a little bit sweeter too. And it's, yeah, uh, yeah it's nice. I'm into it. I'm always interested in what's because pumpkin spice make just <laughs> spit beer on herself already. <laughs> this is why I don't wear white shirts. Yeah, that's why I don't Solar. even purchase white shirts because I do the same thing. Um, at least you already cut the sleeves off that one. It is funny to wear no, a sweater. It came that way. Sh- oh, okay. I was going to say, it's funny to wear like a sweater or a shawl with a sleeveless shirt underneath <laughs> like that's really truly taking dressing understand. in layer dressing in you layers don't to understand <laughs> i don't i don't um anyway it's so my boogeyman club shirt so i gotta i'm wearing all my spooky shirts this week i like it i like it yeah i was out you know selling some beer with uh with some of myself sales folks this week and i just every day was a different horror shirt i went killer clowns i went halloween three i went uh uh original halloween um what else went oh and then of course i did wear my devil uh, my satan cats uh sweater um yeah you did but uh, what the heck else was I just about to fucking say? Oh, when we're talking about pumpkin ales, I'm always eager to like identify what people like about a, per- you know, because people are very like 
opinionated about their pumpkin spice. Like I like this one where I don't like that one because pumpkin spice is not like, there's not a, a magical spice called pumpkin spice. It's like a, a blend of like cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, ginger, allspice, you know, that sort of stuff or any combination of those. So I always um, am eager to see or like interested to see if people tend to like more like ginger focused things. Some people like like straight up cinnamon. Some people like nutmeg. Some people are like repulsed by nutmeg and clove. Um, what, what, what would you, not to put you on the spot, what would you say is the forward spice in this this motherfucker you're drinking? Um, honestly, as soon as you said it, I was like, what am I getting? I think this one has a lot of ginger and cinnamon are primary, but I'm getting more ginger. Yeah, see, that's Most that's my, that's my shit. I love all of the yeah. all, all the spice, all the spices, um, the mulling spices. But yeah, I feel like cinnamon ginger, that's always more of the crowd pleaser. But like, yeah, like your nutmeg and your allspice of your, you know, those can become like go from zero to 60 real fast. Especially yeah, um, clove so like, too. Yeah, clove too. Yeah. Like I think, yeah. So I like those a little bit more subtle as like, you know, mm. little just little a little spices. Mm, mm. Little mm. Mm. Um, what do you got, Steve? You drinking punkies? I'm drinking pumpkin beers. What you got? And even though I gave a big hell yeah to the Imperial, I'm not drinking <laughs> Imperial stuff. <laughs> I'm drinking uh, I'm actually drinking Oroxx's pumpkin pumpkin. Oh, a little gluten free oh, situation? Yeah, a little gluten-free. Little, I want to see a gluten-free gloop glop. Is that a gluten-free gloop glop? It is, it is not. <laughs> and I don't know how you do gloop glop at gluten-free. You know what? <laughs> Cheesecake's gluten-free, right? As long as there's no crust on it. Or a gluten-free as long as there's crust. no graham cracker, I guess. Yeah, yeah. just throw some <laughs> goddamn cheesecake in there. You have to ask them about Fruit that. Fruit puree um, is gluten-free, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure. Should be. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> but yeah, this one's a six three. So you know, it's a it's it's drinkable mm-hmm. and it's sessionable mm-hmm. and it's yeah, it's fine. And uh, six if you is know, sessionable for you. Yeah, six mm-hmm. is getting up there for me. Same, Meg. I'm Meg. I'm also six six. So yeah. yeah <laughs> so at yeah. a minimum, your ABVs have to be six six. Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that the standard right yeah. now? Yes. This yes. is how it works. This is how math yeah. works. Yeah. You go by your height, Meg. <laughs> oh, okay. So five three. That makes sense. I'm five three. So five yeah. three is like. <laughs> yeah. I'm six foot, but a pussy. So I really go. I'm I'm sitting over here drinking uh, Sam Samuel Adams Jacko pumpkin ale at a, a sultry four point four, and it is right where I need to be. I can crush one hundred of these. I think the other thing that I like to do is drink like I like to drink beer in quantities. Like I I like to drink it rapidly um so that's I why like i do breakdown of alcoholism mm-hmm. it's real nice mm-hmm. i also like to mix drugs and alcohol so i don't necessarily <laughs> like to go super high abv because then it really kind of counteracts with the marijuana weed druggies um that i <laughs> that i like to participate in um in any case guys we got our punkies we got them out of the way I should probably say before we talk about this next part, because there's probably a whole bunch of new people listening today. I think last year on Halloween, we had like 25,000 downloads in one day or something like that, which was goddamn insane. Um, We'll see what that looks like this year. But we probably have a lot of new people listening to us. Maybe you want to keep listening to that old podcast after this week. All right. So this is how it goes. We do an episode every damn Monday. Never fail. Every damn Monday, we put out a little spooky, ooky content. Um, But once a month the first monday of the month we do what's called a showdown episode uh and that showdown episode is where we pick a topic actually our social media friends and listeners help us by picking a topic uh we do like this whole spinny ass wheel situation where they have three to vote on they vote on it they decide what topic we're gonna have uh so for example this dang month or this coming month which is gonna be november three different topics and our social media friends and listeners picked universal monsters so We are each going to pick a Universal Monster movie, and then we are going to discuss them on the next episode on that Monday and that first Monday in November. We're going to argue. We're going to vote. And then somebody's going to take home that some bitch and champion strip trap strap champion strap for the month. Uh, My champion shrimp for the month. Uh, Steve shrimp currently (laughs) is the champ. And that's why he called himself Mr. October, because he (laughs) did win October, which is, of course, the, 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 you know, the championship it's the wrestlemania yep um so he um 
rules. Also, he, he rules, of course. But then also, <laughs> he does get to uh, pick a little uh, uh, an opportunity to torture us in the very next week by picking a punishment uh, film, which I forget what you picked already, but I remember it was something kind of fun, actually. Yeah, we didn't go hard punishment week because it was uh what was that dang old diddly do film that we did i know i can't carousel this month no yeah it was yeah it was a carousel and carousel too oh that's right that's Mm -hmm. right which were which were which were fun but sometimes we do do terrible things to each other um so stick around for that uh that next month perhaps we will um in any case uh if you're interested and listen to us do it on your spooky shits on the internet every Monday, go ahead and give us a little follow or check us out on the social medias. It's at Halloween is forever on Instagram and the Tiki Talkies and the Facebooks and all that stuff. All right. Um, so the first thing we have to do before we jump into talking about T2 is we need to pick uh, or announce rather our, our our Universal Monster Flicks for the month of November. Um, so Steve, having won and have all the rights and privileges associated with being the champ, he does get to decide who goes first and who picks first. So most likely he'll pick himself first, uh, but we'll see. It's a, <laughs> let's see, maybe he'll surprise. Yeah, actually, I won't. Okay. Um, well, you're you're a gentleman. Yeah, I and I feel like it's because I know what I'm gonna do, and I know neither of you are gonna pick it, mm-hmm. so I feel safe. I think I feel pretty safe too. I don't think you guys are gonna pick mine either. Okay, we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Uh, so with that though, I think I'll actually defer to Meg. Okay, and let her pick first because she's very been very butt hurt, and also <laughs> Brian knows far more about this topic than her. <laughs> So I'm going to see if Meg takes Brian's pick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know if it, I probably gave mine away. I had between two okay. um, and I was like watching back some uh, older ones just to like really solidify. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, my first one initially was going to be Creature from the Black Lagoon mm-hmm. until then I rewatched uh, Dracula with Bella Lugosi. And yep. I think I, I fell in love with that. Honestly, I think I'm going to go Dracula. Hard to hard to beat hard to beat a damn dracula um fantastic flick uh the great bell i think i kind of gave it away a little bit too like i knew what you're gonna pick because you were all horned up about it on the instagrams <laughs> i did yeah. and even on the facebooks yeah 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 all right mm-hmm. well we got a little dracula so no 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 uh no curveballs there yet um steve you want me to go next or you want to slide on in there uh, the way you said that nobody would pick yours might actually be <laughs> oh God. Uh, a Steve, detriment choose, to me. Choose yourself. Okay. Right. So yeah, I, I'm going to have to, yeah, don't I'm going to have to go myself and do it. Don't you? Cause again, I also feel you definitely know more than me about the, you know, you're, you're a bigger fan of this genre than I, I am. I'm a big universal monsters, uh, yeah. person. Yeah. So uh, the one I'm going to choose, though, is The Invisible Man Fuck, Returns. Was, oh, OK. Invisible Man Returns. All right. All right. Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was I was very much tossed up between the original and yeah. the sequel. Yeah. And But I like the sequel. I do like yeah. the sequel, too. But uh, but my pick is uh, is 1933's The Invisible Man. That is my favorite. That. uh I mean, it's hard for me to pick. I fucking love all of them, especially like the big name ones. I love, love, love the Wolfman, Dracula, damn Frankenstein's, um, the Invisible Man, Creature. I, I love all of them. But honestly, uh, probably my two favorite are probably the Invisible Man and Bride of Frankenstein. So it was mm-hmm. really up to the Invisible Man and Bride of Frankenstein for me. But I am going to go to the Invisible Man because when we discuss this, it's officially going to be November. So we're going to be getting into the chillier season. And it is, uh, uh, you know, um, there are some snowy scenes. I don't know why that that put me over the edge. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to pick the Invisible Man. It's just an absolute batshit wild movie. And the Invisible Man as a as a monster, as a villain is wildly murderous <laughs> like so much more than pretty much every other <laughs> uh monster you know i mean dracula has lived for you know presumably centuries and things like that but um the invisible man have you have uh, meg have you seen the invisible man by chance uh no You're i'm familiar with the character lisa yeah i mean especially i get to watch two of them that's fun mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've never done them back to back, so I'm excited to do that as well. Mm-hmm. So, all right, fun stuff, fun stuff. So we have the Invisible Man, we have the Invisible Man Returns, which is quite a bit later than the original, right? 
what what year is he? 1940. Oh, okay. I was thinking it was like 45. So it's no. uh, still still seven years later. It's quite quite a bit later. Um, and then uh, Dracula is 1931. Yeah, I was going to say 3031. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's one of the very very first. Um, and and mm-hmm. I'll say I'll say just as a note for anybody who's out there looking to watch all of these, mm-hmm. uh, jump on archive.org, the the Internet Archive. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure all of them are up there. Okay. I think I, I know at least. Both the Invisible Mans are on there, and I don't know mm-hmm. why Dracula wouldn't be. So I think Tubi has quite a few of them too. I know they have Dracula. Mm-hmm. I know they have the Invisible Man. I don't know about Return, but okay. I think they got yeah, Frankenstein. I feel like I watched that. it on um, Tubi. I'm gonna confirm. I yeah, I watched on Tubi. I have an alarming amount of these movies on uh, DVD and, and VHS, so I'm going to watch me some dang Invisible Man on... Uh, on. Actually, I don't have that one on VHS. So I have it on DVD, though. Um, all right, so guys, it's Halloween. Either you're, you're probably listening to this on Halloween, so there's nothing better to throw on than a dang old Universal Monster movie and get ready for next week's episode uh, when we argue about those some bitches. So we did our pickies, we did our punkies. So uh, let's get into this goddamn flicky, guys. We're talking about T two uh, once again. I'm going to keep saying it till it sticks. We're going to talk about Terrifier two, <laughs> guys. Um, this just came out a couple of weeks ago. So this is 20 and 22. Um, and it is uh, so a little little bit about Terrifier 2. First of all, directed, written, uh, practical effects uh, primarily done by all the same guy, uh, Damien Leone, who is, uh, in my mind, uh, shooting himself to the, you know, up the fucking ranks in terms of just ac- mm-hmm. absolute fucking masters of horror. Um, he's an incredible already, you know, s- s- uh, practical effects makeup artist in his own right. He directed, um, uh, uh, you know, he kind of really put himself on the map from a director standpoint um, by, he, and, and he only has, I mean, he's relatively early in his directing um, career, but he really put himself on the uh, on the map with the first Terrifier movie. Um, he did also direct uh, All Hallows' Eve, which is an anthology film from 2013 that introduced the character that we're going to spend a lot of our time talking about, uh, one Mr. Art the Clown, who is the uh, the villain, the antagonist, and really in a lot of ways the star as well of Terrifier and Terrifier 2. But it was a segment... Um, within All Hallows' Eve 2013, that anthology that introduced uh, Art the Clown. Did you guys um, get a chance to see it? Like, have you guys saw that one, All Hallows' Eve? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah, I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 you could it, you could tell it's kind of the you know the the shell of the idea is there. Um, yeah. It's not the same performer. I think we might even mention that on the last episode. Mm-hmm. We'll get into all that here in a second. But it's the general look and feel of Art the Clown and his kind yeah. of just creepy um, sitting around and creeping people out and then doing horrible <laughs> things type of thing. You know, uh, certainly comes into play. But it's 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 a very different feel, um, and it really comes in its own right with the with the first Terrifier movie. So um, yeah. there, there's a, uh, there's also another short film he did prior to All Hallows Eve that's like called The Ninth Circle. Oh, I have not seen it. Neither have I. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, it, it's like the first appearance of Art the Clown. But it, like, it was just even just like a, I don't want to say guess, but it was just like the idea. I believe is like Art the Clown abduct abducts somebody and delivers them to the devil. Mm, okay. Mm. And but just like Art's in like the first you know five minutes or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So cool. so so it's a character he's been playing with for a while. Mm. And so, like, I guess if you watched all four of these movies, you get to kind of see the progression of like of the character develop. I didn't mm. know the shorts were before that. So that that's yeah, I'm definitely going to check to see if I can't find that short. Um, For sure. He also did another one, which I'm interested to see now that I'm, I'm finding on here from 2015 called uh, Frankenstein versus the mummy. Um hmm which looks kind of cool as well. So yeah, I don't know I'll have to check that some bitch out there as well. Uh, have not watched that. Yeah. My first introduction to him as a director, uh, and in general was, was terrifier. So, um, you know, if you haven't seen either of the terrifier movies, uh, would certainly strongly urge you to do so. But I will tell you this, uh, 
not for the faint of heart, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, They are freaking gruesome, gory, hyper violent, um, really over the top, uh, you know, kind of gross out effects. But also they're trying to be, you know, it's it's not all always like I would say, like even going as far as to say, like they're trying to go for like hyper realistic gore too. Like, yes, it is over the top, uh, certainly at times, but it's not just like, uh, you know, uh, freaking blood spurts and stuff like that. Like it's a lot of mm-hmm. really intense gore and eye stuff and hand so stuff. Can I and, make a comment about that though? Like yeah. that is, it kind of is like one of those factors. Cause at times I'm not going to lie. I don't know if you guys felt the way I had a couple laugh out loud moments. Within oh yeah. Both these yeah. A bunch of but, them. Um, but uh, the way, especially in this movie more so than I noticed in the last one of like how easily the bodies just get pulled apart. Yeah. We'll talk about it more. Like that was like always cracked me up about mm-hmm. like, I, I totally am with you and it definitely, it's showing you some shit, but like some of the scenes just cracked me up with how easily these bodies, the, the way they made them in the practical yeah. effects, just I, like rip apart. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say, and it's probably because I would say all three of us are probably inoculated to the violence. Uh, mm-hmm. That yeah. that's why it comes off as funny because we're seeing past the violence mm. and like the scene yeah. that everybody is like uh, throwing up t- and passing out at. Yeah, is the one that I laughed like <laughs> I I literally got busted laughed by yeah. myself. You know, and I'm like, this is this is a cartoon. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Can <laughs> yeah. you say which scene it was? Because I didn't look enough to like see which scene there. But I know we'll like dive into a little bit more. I was going to say there's buttons. probably three or four that people. Yeah. Uh, but I would say I mean the most brutal one. Are you talking about the friend in the bedroom? Yeah. Scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, that All scene. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. the scene. The that, chicken arm, fucking the way. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like that, definitely such a weird. That was one of the ones yeah. that stuck out to me. Too, I definitely lulled just, like, at broken. the. Um, I found myself lulling at the smash in the mashed potatoes in the in the mom's face that got shotgunned. Yeah. Like Again, it's that's just more- so <laughs> gratuitous. Yeah. And I think the thing that's funny about it is not necessarily that I'm like, oh, people are dead. That's funny. It's more just like it's so insanely just mean and over the top that yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's like if you saw somebody like on a clip like trip a child you're like that's so mean why would you trip a child it's funny because like who yeah. would be that mean like this is that but with practical effects right you yeah. know what i mean and there's like also so much cartoon logic to it yeah like uh, and there's like the dream sequence where he pulls out the tommy gun mm-hmm. that's you know there's <laughs> The scene it's later Looney in the film. Tunes. Like yeah, so many of them are Looney Tunes comedy beats, which mm-hmm. are we've talked about before. It's like all the best comedy is still just Looney Tunes bits. Yeah. yeah. There's the there's the later scene where he kills the girl at the at the circus mm-hmm. and like he has her up against the wall. And then just the way the camera moves, it moves in to reveal a jar of acid in his hand. <laughs> and it's a it's a cartoon reveal. Like it's yeah. oh, he's got yeah, he acid. Might, he might as well have like a, a you know a rubber ticket. Yeah. Or right. Something. Yeah. yeah. It could have been anything in his hand. It is just it's just like it's a fucking cartoon. So yeah. yeah. But can we not just start out by saying we have another contender for best horror butts in this movie? Right from the <laughs> are you, beginning. Are you talking art arts butt? <laughs> Yeah, you <laughs> can go on the butt. list. Like I said, I don't. I don't need just a big, big old butt. Yeah, we got we got Art the Clown butt. Yeah, you do get Art the Clown naked. Um, you don't get full frontal, but you do get his butt. Um, it, it's so. I don't think he has a penis. What if his penis was a rubber chicken too? <laughs> that, I think I, it might be. That might be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, not might be. That is hilarious. To think but if that is, is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, there were so many good, good laughs in this one. Like, we're not going to go, you know, plot point by plot point, but, um, just suffice to say it picks up initially it picks up. It's one of these movies that just hits the ground running. I mean, it goes from zero to 60. It is picked right up at the end of the first Terrifier movie. Again, spoiler alerts abound here, but the first Terrifier movie ends with after art shoots himself in the fucking head uh, once the cops are kind of have him cornered when he's eating the face off the girl who is the sister that comes back to save her sister and friend who have already been dispatched. Um, And then she's the one who's on the talk show at the beginning of the show and kills the the, the, the kind of, you know, 
talk show host, uh, provocateur talk show host lady. Anyway, um, she shoots, he shoots himself. He's in the morgue and he comes back to life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not one of those things where it's like, I, I like that they set that up at the end of the first movie. So it's not just like, oh, art came back to life. No, art, he was already, he, he, it's well established by the end of the first movie, although it's not necessarily established during the movie, but by the end, you're like, oh, yeah, he's supernatural. There is something mm-hmm. very supernatural. He is a demon uh, of some sort. And then the second movie picks right up in that same, uh, but it's a you year know, later is or not right the, off the that, bat. No, that scene was OK. Got it. Yeah, it literally it's it starts the second after the first one ends. Mm-hmm. Like the, the guy who he grabbed by the throat at the end of the movie when he was on the autopsy table, he has not even dispatched him yet. Um, and then he, of course, does. He walks out. And the first thing he does is go to a laundromat and wash his clothes <laughs> with his head all blown apart and his eyes all fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that scene plays out. Then it fast forwards. Then there's the time jump a year later. Yeah. I, I'm going to be the villain on this episode, I think. Okay. In that I don't really like either of these films that much. Really? Oh, <laughs> no. Man. I, I fucking I like, love them. I like a mm-hmm. lot of the things they do. And I like the cartoon violence is funny, mm-hmm. but then the other more mean spirited stuff. Yeah. Like the, the big problem with both these movies I have is like, why? What what is all of this for? So, so I, I get it. I get it. And I remember <laughs> the looking f- for purpose and meaning in yeah. a clown demon movie. Because yeah, yeah. every good horror movie does have purpose and meaning. Like yeah. even even when we talk about like Halloween and like it seems completely innocuous and like it has no meaning but like the meaning is that it's super it's superstition and dread Mm. and the ever approaching this the the both of these movies are just like you have no reason why any of this is happening it's just happening for the sake of happening this is an a sleazy exploitation ultra violent Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm fuck shit up fest yeah. um, like and what I, I think what i like about the film is that like what i saw in the first one is that there, it created so much dread around that mm-hmm. and i and i will i will vie that like the f- lack of knowledge of why this is all happening makes it all the more terrifying mm-hmm. i think there's a you know that unknown yeah i get because i mean that's what makes halloween work is you don't know why it's happening mm-hmm. but like for me it doesn't read like the original terrifier doesn't read that way for me. Mm. It reads like, Oh, here is like an edge Lord version of the Joker and yeah. And, and Michael Myers, like the, the worst parts of the Joker, Joker and Michael Myers put together. All right. To, listen, to, to, I, to hmm. do, to do splatter fest stuff. All right. Let me, all right. Hmm. Let me rebut that. Let me rebut that. Sure, okay. Yeah. Cause the first time I watched terrifier, I felt a little bit the same way. And I think I've seen the first movie, I think three times now and I've liked it progressively more every time the first time i saw it i was like yeah this is kind of like this edgelordy type of thing whatever um two things one art the clown as a as a villain visually and performance wise is wholly unique and and scary like they really nailed it they basically took you know the 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 zebo the clown kind of thing from like are you afraid of the dark and made it like legitimately scary and pulled it off with the pros you know prosthetics and the face and all that stuff and then the 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 and his name is now escaping me but the guy who does the perform who plays Arthur david howard thornton yes he has such an incredible physical presence in his Mm -hmm. performances and the the not making a noise thing the 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 kind of um cat and mouse that they all he he's always playing like the sadistic cat and mouse stuff none of that's like groundbreaking but it's just pulled off so so well oh yeah yeah I, I, I don't disagree with any of that. Yeah. Here's the thing that I think is really cool about the first one and that the second one, it became just fully actualized here is uh, and I'm not like you guys know, I think my taste pretty well in movies. I'm not typically somebody who goes for like ultra over the top, super mean spirited, violent gore fests. Like I don't mind those things. But mm-hmm. I remember we were talking about like um, what's the freaking um, guy with the with the chrome chrome skull. What the hell is this? Chrome uh, skull. 
Yeah, but what's but what's the movie? The movie <laughs> laid called? to rest, and then Chrome laid, Skull. <laughs> laid to rest was what I was trying to think of. Yeah. Um, anyway, like that. Even that one, it's like, yeah, it's cool. There's some cool kills. There's some cool situations, but it's just like, it's just a really mean spirited slasher, right? Mm-hmm. Not really that into it. This one, I cannot think of another movie, you know, until Terrifier Two, where I was like. I had it felt like this movie was willing to do absolutely anything Um, and it's unpredictable it's untrustworthy it is going to do absolutely anything so you're there's not like there's no ceiling the insight you know okay Um, and then the other thing is um, it's like I, I can't think of another movie that is like Oh, one second you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. And the next second you are like laughing out loud. Mm-hmm. Mm. I can't think of another movie I've ever seen that was both so like intensely violent and repulsive and also madness, ge- maybe. I, I was laughing my dick off when he was trying the glasses on in the costume shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. Well, OK, so Terrifier 2. Yeah, like there, it's. I, I I agree. Like Terrifier Two is like a, an improvement on Terrifier. Mm-hmm. Like because I think Terrifier is just it's just straight down the middle, mean spirited, and it and like there's no story around it. Not and not like, very much. Not very much. It's a T. Uh, I'm going to keep calling T one T two. Yeah, sure. Uh, unironically, <laughs> T one is uh is um shallow story wise, 100. Mm-hmm. percent Yeah, there's no doubt about yeah. that. So so like in. And like, I understand, like everybody is really in love with both of these films. Mm-hmm. Like I, it, it's one of the most polarized I've ever seen an audience because mm-hmm. anytime I see somebody say something negative, boy, do they get the drizzling shits on them. <laughs> so, and yeah. I know I was coming into this episode knowing that both of you were really going to like this film. So I walked out I, of the I, year I, on I, cloud nine. Yeah. I really was like movie of the year, movie of the year. Yeah. So I yeah. tried. So I really tried to like, I even went against doing things that I usually don't do. Mm-hmm. I went and listened to podcasts with Damien mm-hmm. Leone yeah. to get a sense of the guy. Cause it was like, well, either there's something I'm missing or maybe he's just like the Darren Aronofsky of horror. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe I have that in my pocket, but he's not, he's a nice guy. He has a good sense of everything that he's doing. Yeah. It's just, I think, I think, and this is what I've come down on. He's just not that good of a writer. Hmm. I could maybe I, I see like, that after the first yeah. one, but not the second one. No, the second like one too. The there's no, 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 there's uh, the second one's full of fucking nonsense that doesn't pay off, and none of that. May- <laughs> he just writes in a bunch of shit and lore. But he wrote good characters. He he has yes, there there is a good cohesion, and I'll, mm. and like I said, Terrifier two is an improvement on Terrifier. Yeah. But like yeah, there's a cohesion to the story because we follow this family that is like being menaced by art and like there's connections to art but you never really figure out what those connections are well he's gonna make a third one he's very sad i yeah i assume so it's just one of those things where like it it, it, i think it's like just not great and it's something i've learned from listening is that he's been developing the art character it's not something that he's had down solid and, right. He's and, going, he's making it up as he goes. Yeah. Yeah. And in that it's even been changing because of how good the actor is. Yeah. Is one of the things he said was the way David Thornton changed the character is like Damien was never sure if art was a guy dressed up as a clown mm-hmm. or a clown. Mm-hmm. And then the way David started playing him in Terrifier when he took over the role is he started playing him as a clown. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that in like the way he runs and does the goofy. <laughs> like <laughs> so just, And then like he he fully embellishes that and embraces it in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like I just came down on the fact that I just don't think I think because Damien's doing all of the roles. Yeah. You know, he's doing the directing, the writing, the effects and everything. He's servicing his effects as a director and a writer first. Yeah. So he like he's he's full on displaying like the effects and things he wants to show. Mm-hmm. But he's not figuring out like his characters or lore. He's a highly visual director. That's absolutely. Clear. Yeah. Um, but this strikes me as a movie 
like this is the antithesis of elevated horror. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like this is down and dirty, sleaze bag, ultra violent, you know, sleaze. Which mm-hmm. which I which, you know, which I fucking love. Um <laughs> but Yeah. It ha- it has its place. I have not had a a movie that I've watched in a, in a while that was like a slashery type of movie where I cared about a protagonist as much. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. yeah you, you, you worry about Sienna and her brother. Yeah. Specifically so. Sienna. The brother is like, um, like, maybe him is like, cause he's a little bit more cartoonish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like with his damn giraffe neck and right. Like, <laughs> but he's, he's Do you good. guys he, recognize who that is? No, the, the brother. Him and his family have like have had this like longstanding YouTube channel um, called Little Punk People, and he's like been interviewing metal musicians and like artists for since he was probably like actually you know nine ten. Really, I d- no, I don't watch baby YouTube, Meg. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but speaking of babies, though, was his char- there were two characters in this that I felt like stuck out as it felt like how I felt in Terrifier 1 with the acting, you know, mm-hmm. and it was him, yeah. Elliot, mm-hmm. and um, the mom. Like, they just uh, stuck out like sore thumbs as far yeah. as their characters, the acting. Like, the mom just always seemed like at, you know, she, like she was at 11. Yeah. yeah. There's but they no all, in between. And they all are. I mean, even even um, uh, Sienna, sh- like her, mm-hmm. whenever she does her little, like, freak out scene, like when they're outside and sh- they first start telling her about the girl, you know, attacking the person on the talk show and they're eating sure. lunch and she's like sure. shaking and just, like, yeah. it's overacting, but, but it's yeah. like, this is a, it's like I said, it just adds to the overall just like sleaze factor for me, which I fucking love. And then by the end, you're like, holy shit. No, like she was actually an awesome character and gave mm-hmm an insane performance. Yeah. Like, I mean, I actually just, was yeah. never upset about her freakouts. Like I feel like her as an actor in this movie, it felt more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I think I gave a pass when she was doing, having the freakout scenes. Like mm-hmm. overall, yeah. I thought she was a great character. For this yeah. Movie. yeah. I mean, and even she, like Steve, you're a hundred percent right. The dialogue, not great. In, in this mm. in the movie right Mm-mm. um you know this isn't tony collette up there or something like that you know what i mean the, the these are like i said it just this is a, a i the way i would sum it up is this is a horror movie for hardcore horror fans like who like who who have an affinity for some of the quirks of certain corners of the horror genre you mm-hmm. know what i mean but yeah. i i also i think the thing that i love the most about it besides just the character of art and, and the performance is um the fact that i cannot th- I, there's not another movie like it it's like the sadness when we watched the sadness i was like yeah you know even that like you could say is a little closer to like train to busan or something like that mm-hmm. this movie there is not another movie i've ever seen in my life that's like that's like terrifier too no, I I mean, because I really would have to think a lot about it, because like it, if you think about like extreme violence and gore, the the closest I've come so far to Terrifier 2 is like the unrated version of the human centipede 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if either of you have seen that. I have seen it. Yeah, yeah. I have not seen that one. Yeah. And there is there. And in that film is it's absolute sleaze and grossness and disgustingness and it was made by the director in response to the fact that there were so many like like he was so annoyed by horror nerds who yeah. said the human centipede didn't go far enough yeah <laughs> and so then he made the human centipede too which is just nothing but going too far yeah. to the point that like there's a woman stomping on a baby that she gives birth to in a car yeah, yeah. you know to like and it's just like yeah so it's like, just it's intentional going too far it's yeah it's, it's basically if it's joe dante's you know gremlins two of of exploitation gore yeah, yeah. fuck you mm-hmm. middle finger and everybody Except for it was a middle finger to the fans, not the studios. <laughs> right. <laughs> true, true. This is a, if that's a fuck you to the fans, this is a love letter to the mm-hmm. fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why I like it so much too. And I'm normally not, like maybe I am, maybe that's, I was going to say normally I'm not a huge 
person that's like all about the fan service, but that's probably bullshit. I'm sure I'm just as susceptible to anybody else on it, but it was, it just felt so sincere and, Mm -hmm. you know, to know a little bit about the production, you know, they started shooting this before the pandemic, then the pandemic happened and they didn't have the, the means by which to push through and test and do all the isolation, all the stuff that they need to do, you know, to make a big giant big budget Hollywood film. So basically what Damien Leone did was he took that, you know, extra year plus whatever he had before they resumed shooting. And he just fleshed out the, the, the production value of the gore scenes to an obsessive degree. Like they said that, I don't know if you guys stuck around after the credits, after the story post credits thing, but into the, the the bloody disgusting interview that was like tacked on the end mm-hmm. of the movie. Yeah, but, I didn't the first time, but um, the second time I ended up watching it twice in one day because uh, yeah. I was like watching with. Um, I would have went out of the theater. It, I got out of the theater and it was the last showing of the night, so it was like midnight, and I was like the theater was like dark, <laughs> and I just like yeah. walked out myself. <laughs> Otherwise, if there was another showing, I would have turned around, and walked right back in. But, yeah, so uh, I did watch it the second time around, is basically. Yeah, th- so they were like basically saying that. They scrapped that initial like they had already started shooting that bedroom scene where the friend, the one Steve that you were talking about, Mm -hmm. they had already started shooting that. They scrapped it completely and started over because Damien had went and created all those prosthetics by hand during that time frame. Mm. And same thing with a lot of the other scenes. Like he was basically like, hey, this scene's totally acceptable and fine, but I was just given an extra 18 months to work on it so now i'm gonna go absolutely batshit with it so that was like his you know the labor of love type of thing and um yeah was there a post credit on the first one i don't feel like there was i don't remember being talked about but i don't remember i don't think so i've never watched if there is yeah Um, i don't i don't think so because i i watched i watched terrifier and terrifier 2 back to back I didn't see the, I didn't see the bloody disgusting part because I was just like, well, I'm done now. Like, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was yeah. pretty long. It went on for another like good ten minutes, probably. Mm. Um, but I was literally the only person in the theater, um, just sitting there by myself, just grinning ear to ear, just like a psycho with my root beer and red vines. Um, but it was just, uh, I don't know, man. I just had an absolute fucking blast with this movie. Um, this is a movie I went, I walked out of the theater and was like, I will watch this movie 100 times in my life. Like, <laughs> this is one of those movies I'm going to watch a shitload of times and I'm going to be, I'm going to show people. And uh, my brother and I saw it right around the same time, the same day. And he purpose, he saw it before me, but he purposefully didn't say anything because mm-hmm. he knew mm-hmm. I was going to see it. And I texted him and I just texted him, go see Terrifier 2 immediately, all caps. And he said, I already saw it. It's fucking nuts. And then we just talked about it for like two hours. Because <laughs> he had never seen yeah. one until last week. Okay. When, he, mm-hmm. when they were up, uh, they, they live in Nashville. They were up visiting and we were going to go see Terrifier 2 one of the evenings. And then we, we couldn't go. Um, but we watched the first one because he had never seen it. And he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's a pretty fucking mean movie. And, uh, and then, you know, went right in a couple days later and saw the second one. So, um, yeah, no. And I feel like for whatever reason... I always saw Terrifier on streaming services and mm-hmm. I'd be like, it just never caught my eye. I'd be like, I just didn't want to watch it. Um, and I just saw it recently too, probably within the last month, mm-hmm. you know, when Terrifier 2 kept being talked about. And mm-hmm. I think it was just like a pleasant surprise that this is like quickly become like one of, one of my favorites. I'm in a similar boat. I will definitely watch this and talk about it to a lot mm-hmm. of people. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, it it takes place around Halloween. There's a great, I'm, Mm -hmm. it just hits all the chords for me. It's got the, the humor. It's got the over the top, unpredictable, insane violence. It's got like ridiculous dialogue. It's got a Halloween party scene. It's got, you know, a (laughs) fucking scene in a Halloween costume shop. Can I talk about one scene though, to talk about the, um, that scene that we talked about where, um everyone's puking in Mm. i was a little surprised that we really only i mean to that extreme we really only got one i don't know if i would equate anything else in the film to that extreme i was kind of like there are definitely violent kills but talking about literally the amount of time that art 
as a killer the lingering spent. of it. Yeah. 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 Well, you know I, mean, I mean, he we does really sit there. And, I, I think honestly, at the, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I'm always like, I would think by that point we get desensitized because yeah. like it goes so over the top. I mean, he does the same thing to Sienna. He sits there and eats the kid's leg for like a long time until Sienna mm-hmm. comes in and, yeah. and stops him. Um, he jams mashed potatoes into a woman's exploded face while her son watches. Like there is yeah, after <laughs> like after Allie's kill, because it's so long and drawn out. Yeah. You can't like you're not going to top it again by doing the same kind of long, extended, drawn out thing. It's, it's like yeah. it's just not going to work in people's minds. I agree. You yeah. have to you'd like, have to I do mean, something. The first one. The first one's pretty much that, um, you know, clothespin type scene. Right. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, yeah, we only got one of that. Yeah. Because, yeah. So, I mean, that's yeah. just how it works as far as like, like one, what audiences are going to tolerate. But then even for the people like us who are inoculated to seeing violence like this, it, it's not going to like, it's not going to play again. It's just going to feel like, oh God, like, what are we doing here? Because that's what, that's how I felt like Ali's scene. I laughed out fucking loud because it's so gratuitous and then it has the break of him goofy bumbling out the room and then running back in with bleach and salt. Like that's what I oh, immediately yeah. started laughing. That's oh, yeah. it was that's <laughs> I've never felt that way in a scene before. Yeah. I never was like, oh my god, like because there's a point in that scene where you're like, I it reminded me of the first time I watched Maniac, mm-hmm. where I was like when he's like stabbing the woman on the bed, like the first woman he kills a maniac, like Joe Spinell, uh, his character. I remember thinking like the first time I saw this years and years, it was probably. Okay, it was probably 25 years ago I saw it, 20 years ago. And I remember thinking like, I shouldn't be watching this. Like I'm doing something wrong by watching this a little yeah. bit, you know? And that's like <laughs> mm-hmm. part of the things with horror is like, there's some little cut kid in us that is going, you're watching something you're not supposed to be watching, you know? Um, <laughs> but like I, ha- as a jaded, that's, that's like, your, that's your little Catholic ghost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my little, that's my little, that's my little, my little, uh, uh, um, you know, kid in communion class going, I shouldn't be listening to the misfits. Um, yeah. but like it, it's, uh, I had as a now, you know, 37 year old jaded, you know, horror fan. I'm like, I don't I haven't felt like that in a long time. And during mm-hmm. that scene, I was like, oh, God, like, Jesus Christ, this is so over the top. And then he runs out, and comes back in with bleach and salt. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm cracking up. It's yeah. just it's so and he's rubbing it into the thing. And, yeah. Oh, my God. So, it's like, so wild. Like, I think it's like we're supposed to laugh at that scene as jaded fans, because that's the thing is like as jaded fans, it's not going to affect us. It affects yeah. other people who aren't used to that kind of violence by making them puke and faint. And, you know, and like <laughs> I also think that's funny. Like, I like that. Hands. He's yes. trying to make people puke and faint. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it, 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 it's a great scene because it works on both levels for everybody. It has something yeah. for everybody. Yeah. It's it's kind of it, there's almost a degree of like meta to it in that yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, what like turns me off is like aside from kind of like the it's just over long and like the uh, the, the the story is just a mess. It, when we get to the end, the haunted yeah. house scene and he's whipping Sienna and her brother with that like lash of scissors and everything. Yeah. And I'm just like, what are we doing here? Cause that, that's, that wasn't funny to me. That was just like, no, it wasn't we're funny. Just, it was we're like, just whipping you, kids with scissors. And I'm like, you felt, uh, you felt for her at that point because it was like, she was gonna, she was going to push through no matter what. And mm-hmm. they kept, they kept bringing you to the edge of, because they set up this entire movie with all the brutality and all the craziness. And, and they even set it up in the first movie where the, the, the lead fucking person just gets shot in the face unceremoniously. Right. In the first movie, like all these terrible things happen to her. She, she, she perseveres and then he just empties a gun into her face. Fuck you. You're dead. Mm -hmm. So you are like, I don't trust this movie. It would do anything. It would kill anyone. So you're thinking they're going to kill Sienna. They're going to kill her. Mm-hmm. They're going to unceremoniously chop her fucking head off. So they keep taking you right to the edge, right to the edge. And then she keeps coming back for more. She keeps coming back for more. And then so far as like, you're like, oh, she's 
at one point I was like, oh, like, she's dead. And then and then when she's floating in the like tank, like in in the the other you know dimension or whatever. So you felt redemption when she came back up from that. And then she chops his head off and it's like fucking H2O, Halloween H2O. And you're like, fuck, yeah, chop his head off. And <laughs> you're like rooting for I don't know. I just like. It just was an emotional roller coaster. And I guess sometimes with a horror movie, that's all I'm looking for. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I guess I just feel, I'm just trying to feel stuff, Steve. I guess I, I guess (laughs) I guess I just wasn't as sucked into it. And like, yeah, there, there was, there's another thing that I'll admit that took me out of it. Mm. And I'm surprised more people haven't said anything about it. I saw a couple comments because I did the other thing I don't usually do is I went on Reddit. (laughs) I was like, is anybody saying anything about this? Yeah, for me personally, this is one of the ugliest movies, color grade wise, that I've ever looked at. I get it, I get mm. it, but I like it. The same thing you don't like, I like. The, I, I the, really the every scene is teal and rose gold. Yes, and it mm-hmm. makes me sick. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love the grossness of the colors. I love the freaking. I mean, they. It's almost like they're doing it on purpose. You yeah. Know? Oh no, it's totally uh, on purpose. I love. I love it. I love the grimy, gritty grossness of I li- the whole thing. I like thing. that too, and I like, and yeah. that's one of that's one of the things I liked about the original Terrifier is like the blacks are so harsh in that, and mm-hmm. like there are mm-hmm. like a bunch of it. Kind of looks like it, it, it ca- always feels dreamlike. Yeah. Every scene feels like a dream, and it kind of it kind of looks like a harsher version of Punisher Warzone. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Because there, except for if you made the streets wet, right? Yeah, <laughs> like much. there's there's just like. Uh, there's a lot of different colors. There's like a lot of different lighting elements, but this one, they kind of abandoned that to put all, put in all this teal and rose gold, but like it was definitely done on purpose. Cause if you look at like, especially the dream sequence, there's uh like when Sienna's in the bed, there's mm. two different colored lights on her mm-hmm. to show her in the bed. But then even in the production design of the dream sequence, there's, like lights behind art that are like rose, but then the walls blue, the the mats blue, the actors are dressed appropriately for the colors. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was definitely done on purpose, but it's just so ugly to me. Yeah, nah, <laughs> I, that's I, just a personal thing. So I don't. Yeah. I guess that's a me, but that. Took- I mean, I guess I could tell they were like setting a certain scene too, because I mean, what stuck out. In addition to that, but I think there's a little relation in my mind is like the music that they used a lot. It kind of reminded me of even just like even a Stranger's thing, like Stranger Things Mm -hmm. vibe. You know what I mean? And and so I was getting kind of some of that going on of like them setting up a time and place for it. But yeah, and it's a big like they do a lot of big like. I'm not going to describe this well, but like this big vibrating, like humming. Mm-hmm. drones and stuff like that mm-hmm. um that just lend like a degree of dread to it and mm-hmm. then guys we haven't even talked about they have a goddamn scene with a murderous clown in a fucking haunted carnival mm-hmm. like what how much how much better can you get i know i'm a mark for clowns but i just fucking love that scene and then a guy gets stabbed in the dick it's just <laughs> so much Good. Are we going to have an episode about like dicks being chopped off? Because now this is number two that we've watched recently. We had Piranha Dick 3D. Mutilation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had Piranha 3D, but we also had that. We, we had that uh, Friday the 13th fan film we watched. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Going all the yeah. way back yeah. to the early days. There, that guy got his dick off. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> no, no uh, member. Remember. member off. <laughs> <laughs> you shut your mouth, you bastard. <laughs> I don't want to deter too much from this clown or go into a carnival, but like this movie also brought in, I forget the character's name, that little girl who oh, was yeah, also we haven't even talked from about the, her, the pale, the pale yeah. girl, right? Yeah. More mm-hmm. unexplained lore. <laughs> what are you talking about? They're going to, they, they're going to explain in the third one. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, so I will be honest with you. The first scene where she popped up, I was like, oh, God damn it. I was really not psyched when she popped up in the laundromat mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, they're doing a it's crappy do. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally immediately thought to myself, this is his scrappy do. And I'm very much don't like it. But then whenever and then she shoots shit all over the place, like it's just so <laughs> over the top. And I'm like, God damn it. I, like, whatever. But this is going to suck. And then when I realized that he's in her head. 
and he's doing that. Then I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And again, that's just the thing. I'm not sure of like, what is the relationship? Because they explain that they explain at least that she was killed at the carnival that art fucks around in. Yeah. She was killed at some point. But like, was she killed by art? Is she actually a personification of the demon that controls art? Yeah. You know, and it's just. uh. (laughs) I think she is. I think she is the is the mental. um uh, not metal. What, what's the word I'm looking? The avatar. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it, she is the way that she is how the the, the illusion man, manifests itself in people's minds who are kind of um, been infested, if you will, by whatever this demon is. And uh, Sienna's father obviously was was um, in, in, you know. I'm just going to say infested, (laughs) inflicted, whatever, by whatever this demon is. Now she is, um, you know, so we're going to we're going to learn a little bit more, hopefully, about what that is. But um, then at the end, which, you know, we've skipped a bunch in the middle, um, but, you know, it's a huge part of the lore moving forward is he gets his head cut off. He's dead, presumably, presumably. Mm -hmm. And the then they're like, oh, we've done it. And then the pale girl walks in, which to the movie's credit, I forgot about her. And then she walks in. I was like, oh, no, she's back. (laughs) Um, But then she picks up his head, like rocks it around like a baby, talks to it, laughs, and then walks out and just bails. And you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, where's she going? Then they go to (laughs) Y2J (laughs) in the fuck. By the way, tons of. Um, of of horror icon cameos, which Absolutely. we could probably do a whole other episode on. Um, Felissa Rose, uh, uh, who else was in it? Um, not Linnea Quigley. Who else was in it? There was somebody else in it. There was there was a bunch of uh, of of kind of horror icons cameos in there. Uh, uh, and then Chris Jericho pops up in the post credit sequence as like the security guy at the uh, mental hospital. And the woman who art ate her face in the first part of the movie, um, you're now learning that he has done something to her, passed along some sort of of of, you know, infection of this demon to her because now she essentially she gives birth to his head um in the room um there's so it's like she she's almost like reincarnating him back into the world um in that final scene so it's it's wild i guess that was what was happening maybe <laughs> yeah she, he, he can't die like he's just yeah he's he just, can't die but I don't, I, yeah, it just, again, it just seemed like another gross out scene to be gross and silly and like, it is, but like also they're like, listen, the lore is, is here. Um, so I don't know. I thought, I thought she was going to give birth to like a clown baby of sorts, not just his head. I like that it was his head. I was on board with the it's fact like, that it was just his head. Yeah. I don't know why it had to be just his head. Like, cause well, cause I, I took it as this is just me completely, you know, pushing this narrative forward. There's nothing to suggest this is the case. Mm-hmm. I almost took it like he is like venom <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? Like his head is now going to, uh, basically attach itself to like another body or something like yeah. that. And, uh, and art is going to live on as this demon in another vessel now. Oh, so like Friday the 13th, the last Friday, Jason you goes shut, to hell. Look at me. You shut you know your goddamn mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know would be great I've though? Got, oh yeah. You, oh, you got one. Not the I've cotton got candy my, gun. No. I've got my, I've yeah. got my cotton candy gun. I was going to say, though, if that's the case, I hope it ends up on a really like jacked body or so or like something super weird. And I'm so, oh, yeah, it'll be Chris Jericho's, which I was I saw his name pop up in the beginning. But please don't let Chris Jericho have to act anything. He's horrible. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I was like waiting and I, I'm glad I watched it a second time because I was like, oh, there he is. Mm-hmm. And he was just, he's just checking people off his list, guys, you know? Yeah. Y2J, baby. <laughs> he's doing he's what here. he does. Mm-hmm. Guys, that's it. I could talk all night about T2, mm-hmm. my beloved T2. Um, I really hope to see it again in the theaters this weekend. Um, I almost went last night, uh, but then I drove back from, from Philly and didn't get home till like 2.30 in the morning. But I almost stayed just another night just so I could go see it again uh, because it was, it's been 
playing every every night at the theater right up the road from the hotel I stay in. Um, but uh, it's like a, a nice big you know, big giant AMC, AMC up there, the beautiful AMC Pottsgrove. Um, but yeah, I had a blast with it. Um, any final thoughts besides please go see it immediately? No, I've, I've, I've said my piece and I know the audience is just going to be mad at me. So uh. Steve, Steve, how do you, how do you come off of such a, such a, a, a fiery, hot, hot, sexy take like you had with the Spider-Man on Halloween ends? Yeah. And then come up with such a just such a weak, just shitty take on this I movie. Know. I think it's I think it's just literally <laughs> I don't know. I think it's literally just because it was so ugly to look at. I was just looking for other things to be mad about. But like <laughs> I <clears throat> I fully admit, like I it's just like I didn't like Terrifier one when I saw it. And I still mm-hmm. I still don't like it after watching it two times. Yeah. I like Terrifier two more. And I just hope that Ter- I will watch Terrifier three. Mm-hmm. And I just hope like he fills out like maybe I don't know hire a writing assistant do something yeah like yeah. fill out the rest well, of this. He's gonna get a fucking budget. Oh, I'm sure he this. will. Yeah, this thing may has made a fuck ton of money. Yeah, um, so he's gonna he's gonna get whatever he wants for the third one. I, I mean, a fuck assume. ton of money, especially in comparison to budget, because like the first yeah. one was fifty five thousand. He made it for yeah. this one. Dirt he cheap. this one he made for a quarter million, and it's made mm-hmm. over millions. Well, he got he got a quarter million for the uh, for the Indiegogo, mm-hmm. but then he also had other investors i think there's no way this movie was only a quarter million dollars uh it might not be too much more than that i don't think it's yeah yeah, i don't think it's much more than that anyway yeah it was it was definitely a low budget no matter what so like yeah Um, the third one he'll have a huge budget and i just hope like you spend some time to just like flesh all of this out and make it make sense you just want it to be hellraiser (laughs) just admit it you want it to have this overly deep stupid convoluted lore yes i like (laughs) lore brian brian i'm a goddamn writer i like lore this this isn't fucking (laughs) tolkien here all right not everything has to have so much lore no i agree i'm excited to see where it goes next um to, to flesh it out but in any case, uh, my God. Do you have any I, predictions? I I'm thinking it'll be almost like what's happening in between or like before the father passed away. A little bit. You think of it'll be a background. prequel? You think it'll be a prequel? I don't even know if I would call that a prequel even. An origin per story? Se. I just like, a, yeah, more of an origin story Ooh. perhaps or something that like bounces a little bit of like mm-hmm. more insight into like. I think we'll get more of a story about where art is coming from and more background. I feel like I, I agree with Steve to a certain point of like, I want to know, but I'm okay. Not knowing yeah. personally. Gotcha. I'm not, it's not going to make me say this movie is a bad movie. Cause I really have enjoyed watching <laughs> both of them. Here's, here's what I think now that Meg just said the thing about the origin story. I think what we're going to get, is like a three hour plus movie that's like it's like drive my car and like drive my car has a whole 40 minute short film before the actual film starts and that 40 minutes is going to be directed at the uh, the origins and what the father does and then smash the title screen and then we catch back up to 2025 or whatever and that's you get two more fucking hours of art and lore it's gonna and, be definitely I, I, Vicky. I actually would be cool with that that's what i'm saying he's gonna he's gonna shoot i if he does it dear damien if you're listening i know you said you read a lot of youtube <laughs> comments and whatever so if you stumble upon this and you're listening go ahead and make the three hour 15 minute cut of terrifier three that mm-hmm. is like the drive my car of Splatterfest. I'll, I'll still fucking watch it. <laughs> this movie was over two hours long. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I didn't even notice. Yeah. It, it flew by for me. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that one. Yeah. For as long as it is, it is still paced pretty well. And like there's, mm-hmm. there's enough to keep you interested at, you know, what you're looking at. I could watch the scenes in the, in the, um, the whole sequence in the, costume shop a hundred times i just was in i was just smiling ear to ear like a fucking creep in the theater watching that scene (laughs) when he's trying on the glasses i was pissing myself when he had the glasses that were the big (laughs) slinkies and he's just flipping his head back and forth i was dying yeah probably my favorite like that's all funny and everything my favorite though of that scene is like the the mom and son who come up to the shop and he's holding the he's holding the head and like Mm-hmm. It's just a small, quick emote 
from the actor. Again, the actor mm-hmm. is fantastic. He's incredible. He's mm-hmm. amazing. And like he's holding the clerk's head. He drops the head. Mm-hmm. And like his he just has this immediate frown. Just <laughs> just how quickly it goes from like store prop, you know, yeah. funny face to immediate frown. Like he's, you know he's who, great. You know who who he should play? And I already heard I've already heard this might be true. Mm-hmm. I haven't kept up with the rumors, but I swear that I heard somebody's doing a um a Grinch, a horror version of the Grinch. Yeah, it's coming yeah. out this year. Yeah, I think yeah, I was going to say, I, I feel like I've been hearing already. it for years. How unbelievably good would it be to have, um, uh, uh, his name is not, uh, is not it committed memory, David Howard Thornton play a murderous Grinch. Yeah, he is. He would, yeah. I mean, he already is kind of playing a murderous Grinch. Yeah. I did, yeah. You know? And that's what, and that's coming out December and I'm sure we'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm 100% yeah. going to watch it. <laughs> Um, all right, guys, uh, let's wrap this some bitch up. Uh, go watch Terrifier 2. And also, guys, go ahead and, and, and if you like this episode, give us a little subscribe over there on the, on the Spotify's or the social medias or on the fucking Apple whatevers. Also, if you like the show, uh, and you want to write us a little bit of a review on there, it really helps people to find the show a lot, uh, uh, with a lot higher, you know, degree of frequency. So go ahead and give us a five-star review, write a little something, something in there. And then if you want, shoot me a DM in the old Instagrams at Halloween is forever. And I'll send you some Halloween is forever stickers and some bitch in mail guys. So, um, yeah, tune in next, uh, for our next episode where we're going to be talking about universal monsties as well. Um, anything else I'm forgetting? No, that's about it. Get your bounty in. All right. Well, have a happy, safe Halloween, you spooky, ooky sons of bitches. For the Halloween is Forever crew, I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. All right. See you around. Bye. Fuck off. Bye.